0: guys of a certain age is brought to you by no one absolutely no one except these dudes walking down memory lane now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next guys of a certain age robbie coblins of a certain age along with art shirley of a certain age Jay Reed, whose age is going to change next week. Oh, Jay, what? Jay, wow, we need to do a, a, a we need to do a podcast celebration. Is it a birthday, or did you just identify at a different <laughs> age now? <laughs> it's an actual birthday. Oh, okay, it's an actual. But birthday. I'll be identifying you four years younger. Oh, okay. Oh man, one of those. Uh, well, happy birthday if we don't see you next week because well, I know you're traveling. I and mean, y'all have
1: had recently had birthdays.
0: My, yes. Mine was back in May. That's recently eight, enough.
2: July, August. August yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah the yeah. boys of summer. As he <laughs> the guys of summer. Do I hear Don Henley in Bow, the background?
2: Meow, meow. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Wow. So, <laughs> in are doing his Joe Cocker impersonation. It's great. Um, all right. So, it's my turn for Geek of the Week. Guys, I found the best Geek of the Week ever. And uh, I sent it out to these fellows on our, um, our private group chat, which is available for sponsorship and we could let other people in. Our group chat is. Yeah. Our group chat is. That's what we should do. You can so, be a part of our group chat. <laughs> that's right. You can for a price. For a price. So, um so there's this r- there's this restaurant in Veracruz, Mexico that uh <laughs> somebody took uh Thanos from Endgame, where he's about saying "I am inevitable," and he snaps his fingers. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the game yet, the game. If you haven't seen the the, the movie yet, that's what we in the biz call it, the game. <laughs> the game. If you haven't seen the game yet, and, and so you've got that shot of Thanos saying that in Spanish, and I have no idea what any of this says. It's just funny. Then it cuts to this dude, the proprietor of the restaurant, and you've got this funky tv 1980s push in zoom in and the guy snaps his fingers and he's grinning then it goes to this kind of um lounge-esque remix of the avengers theme with shots of food from the restaurant and a thanos in the lower left-hand corner twerking twerking it was unbelievable (laughs) okay yeah so it uh have you did you know i did not
2: watch the link yeah see I'm, I'm a oh, we'll put it in the show notes is, yes so yeah so you've got this remix the description was awesome but it does not do justice to what i'm actually seeing right now yeah so thanos doing the twerk
0: so i'm um, we're showing art and uh, i'll i'll embed the tweet or i'll put a link to the tweet Molly uh, thanos yeah it's really <laughs> it's it's pretty funny man it uh it's good stuff so i i love these derivative commercials like this and and how, how funny it can be, and how you're taking the pop culture and doing your own thing. Oh, like, and he
2: snaps at the end. Yeah. He
0: snaps, and we get to, I was going to say it's a Mexican restaurant in Mexico, but wouldn't that be redundant? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> A local restaurant. A local restaurant. I'm so, very what Christian. about the licensing issues? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't think anybody's worrying about that. In Mexico. So, yeah. I don't know that they're part of NAFTA really anymore. So.
1: But, I don't know about
0: that. Yeah. So that would not go over very well here in the nope. U.S. And I'm surprised Twitter has not blocked that content yet because, um, you know, a copyright claim could be filed. It's very easy to file a copyright claim on YouTube or uh, other social media platforms. Yeah, no so, kid. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't do it because Marvel would cease and desist your butt pretty darn quick. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah,
2: yeah, it's only a matter of time. So, anyway. Yeah, that's Geek of the Week. So That's pretty good. That's not what I expected. You mentioned something else earlier, but uh, I thought that was good. Yeah. What did I mention earlier? I don't, I don't know. Sec. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Well, never mind, because I completely forgot, because I'm a guy of a certain age. So, one of the topics we've talked about for a while off, Mike, is to uh, revisit what we wanted to be when we grew up, if we ever really grew up. So, we're going to uh, roll back the memory wagon to to back into the oh. mid-early 70s. Sound effects. I don't know like what one. that was? Yeah. Oxen, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, that's even
0: better. Yeah, there you go. Oh man! And uh, so, so art. When you were a kitty, what did you a want to be? <laughs> a Youngster, be? opposed a youngster. to a puppy. Yeah,
2: yeah, a young lad. A young lad. What, what did you want to be when you uh, when you grew up? Well, at that point, evolution was kind of taking over, and I'd hoped to go from being a Neanderthal to. <laughs> 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 oh, I went. Wait, I went too far back. Sorry, I think some coke just went through Robbie's nose into the
0: sandboard, but that's okay. And we're talking about the beverage. That was uh, <laughs> that was painful. Yeah,
2: that was absolutely painful. Uh, you know, several things, but I think uh, for me, I always wanted to be you know a comic book artist, or a cartoonist, or maybe a comic strip artist. But you know, one of those two things kind of went back and forth between those two things. Um, I'm I'm fortunate that I do graphic design and I'm able to draw in in, uh, in my capacity and work at, at points, but uh, I just remember reading comic books as a, as a, as a young person. I mean, you know, even very young person and thinking that would be just really cool to be able to do this and to create those things. So that's kind of what I wanted to do. I did a daily comic strip while I was at Ole Miss and, uh, really enjoyed that. I've done, had an opportunity to do, uh, some weekly or, or comic strips for, uh, for various websites and for, uh, local papers, uh, and really enjoy that and, uh, and probably need to get back and do more of that thing, but, um. Uh, but that's what I enjoy. That's what I like. And I did self-publish a, a comic that we've mentioned a couple of times on here before, Jack Quasar, which has been now ten years ago. Has you it know, been, yeah, 10 it's been ten years? Ago. It's ten years oh, ago. Ten-year wow. anniversary. Which, yeah. yeah, that's a maybe, show. Maybe maybe eight or nine, but it's it's. I think it was ten years from the time I started it. Uh, maybe maybe eight since it was actually uh, self-published. But um, but yeah, it's time to revisit that again.
0: Have you gotten any inquiries for the film rights for? I have not. Well, I'm not going to get. Oh, I, just, I thought, thought Robbie
2: was going to inquire. Yeah, no, yeah. No. I, I think I'm well, going I'm I'm to sit co- right there because I've got a guest in the hall that's coming out.
0: <laughs> I've got a couple old iPods here from the last episode we cut. I mean, you know, could exchange those for the right. Well, well, we still got to make the Mad Monk, Monk movie, so that's
2: our that's our next project. The Mad Monk movie. So, so are you kind of fulfilled what you wanted to be a little bit. Well, you know, to a degree. I mean, I still would have loved to have had a syndicated strip, and just you know, I think that now. Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of harder in some ways it's easier to get your work out there. It's harder to get paid for it because if you do it on the internet people just expect it to be free. Right. So it's not it's not free if it's on the internet. Well you nobody will pay you to do this. Hey, uh, why don't you want to do a uh, a, a cartoon for us. Yeah, for sure. Exposure. Well there's no money for it. yeah.
0: Yeah. Look good on your resume. Get you out yeah. there. I'm
2: yeah. overexposed.
1: Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I don't do anything for, for exposure anymore. Mm-hmm. What
2: about you, Jay? What uh
1: Well, to give some context, I lived in a neighborhood not far from where we are right now. In fact, if you took a straight line from here to my house when I was growing up. It'd be a straight line. Probably go through your house on the way. Um, But our neighborhood was so cool. We were one of the first houses in this neighborhood. And when they did the digging for construction, they found all sorts of uh, Native American relics. And so there was a village or something near and on the property where where we lived and so many others and in fact it's called indian ridge now is the name of the subdivision and uh so we would find i never found any really great stuff but um we'd find airheads pieces of airheads flint that had been you know um chiseled out and pieces of pottery uh stuff like that so that was just fascinating and then on the there was a little hill where it was kind of a limestone deposit and we found fossils in there we found shells and and you know nothing that would you know be worth anything really, but but things from the ocean that shouldn't have been, you know, this far inland, um, and so that triggered an interest in archaeology. Um, was this before or after Raiders of the Lost Ark? This would have been way before I think. This would have been you know fourth or fifth grade around there. Um, but also the other thing that triggered it was we we were back row Baptist, and the uh, the person who joined us on the back row was Jerry Vardaman who was one of the early archaeology professors at Mississippi State. He was around when the Cobb Institute first was built. Um, And he was a prominent biblical archaeologist. And I think maybe, Robbie, one of your neighbors now and friends is kind of at least in that same role. He's the interim director of Cobb. Right. So, um, So the whole archaeology thing fascinated me. Um, and then I—I I don't know what made me lose interest, but I think it was because I realized archaeologists were outside in the heat a lot and got <laughs> really dusty, and uh, that kind you of actually turned uh, me off. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably the earliest thing I remember. And then, um, probably as I was preparing for college, the y'all—if I say the Jarvik Seven, does that ring any bells? Do you know what that yes, is? Yes,
2: that's the artificial heart. Heart. Oh right. yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So artificial organs were just real i mean you had artificial arms and stuff but the kind of technology that came in the jarvik 7 and all that kind of stuff was just beginning and the guy who did that i think it was at university of utah so i had this grand dream that i was going to go from mississippi and go to university of utah and become a biomedical engineer and um, lost interest in the utah part still wanted to do it went to ole miss for electrical engineering with plans to do graduate work and then I got there and I'm like, yeah, I'm not that interested in electrical engineering. I'll try biology and then lost interest in the whole thing and went to the pharmacy school and signed up. But uh, those, I'd say, the archaeologist and the biomedical engineer were the two things that I really thought I might do. Um, and I still have a fondness. I mean, I subscribed to Biblical Archaeology Review for a couple of years as as uh, when I got out of school, and um, I guess now I'm pharmacist, but also a writer, um, and I. Never really dreamed of being a writer as a kid, but um, as I got up into college and stuff and started writing, you know, it became something I really wanted to do, and I've been able to do some fun stuff with that, not a career, but uh, to get on up there.
0: But again, you put it on the internet, it's free for
1: exposure. I have done some of that as well, every week in the local paper, actually.
0: (laughs) Wow. You know, I um, um, I had a fondness for the space program. Of course, I'm a little bit younger than you guys, so vaguely remember the the tail end of the Apollo missions but the the space shuttle was kind of my coming of age and so I was uh, enthralled with NASA enthralled with space travel I wanted to go into something like astrophysics I knew I wanted something wanted to do something that would end up um, affiliated with the space program until 1986 the Challenger disaster yeah and um because I, w- I was a science fair nerd, I loved science and still love science to this day. Um, I I did science fair projects from like third to the eleventh grade. I was one of those people, glasses included. You know. I did it when it was required. Man, I loved it. I lived for science fair projects and and did fairly well with them. Uh, one year at regional here at Humphrey Coliseum, I think it was tenth grade year, ninth grade year. I can't remember. Ended up with a like with a army research award a u.s air force award first place in my division i was doing solar heating back then and so but just really liked the idea of of coming up with a with the hypotheses and proving it or disproving it but once the challenger disaster happened i realized that the space industry would be changed forever and it was i mean mm-hmm. i think it was two years before another mission went up uh nasa got raked over the coals and you know that sense of mystery and exploring and the and mars is our next stop just came to a screeching halt yeah i mean and so it was the 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 romance of of the apollo missions of the race to the moon Uh, Has all but gone no one sees any practicality no um no benefit of of going to the moon moon, mars whatever anything space related and so um i kind of retooled and i ended up uh, i was double majoring in chemical electrical engineering and enjoyed it but my first love i realized was broadcasting i started um as a sophomore in high school working in a little AM radio station, volunteering first in Meridian, then got paid. And I just loved the idea of media because it combined creativity. It combined electronics, analog electronics at that at that point. And uh, then my senior year in high school, there were four of us or five of us who did videos for our college applications. So this was uh, 87, 88. Uh, I graduated in 88, so we were doing – um, like I, I, think, well, my junior year in high school, MTV was, was the big thing happening at that point, point, oh, yeah. eighty six, eighty seven. So we did music videos and, uh, um, my honors English class, uh, got divided into like four or five groups. And we each took a poem. Ours was pity this busy monster man, unkind, not by E, e. Cummings. And we made a music video to it. That's cool. And that just captivated me. And, you know, I was that guy in the project who decided to do everything, you know, <laughs> I was that guy. And, um, so I was working in a radio station and so just kind of fell in love with being able to tell stories and then the, the technology to tell stories. And so ended up working at a media center at the community college I was attending and, and, and that really started me on my path today as a, as a television producer. Plus I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've got a variety of other businesses. So I love the idea of creating and shepherding an idea through execution and, and completion. Um, so, but you know, I, it, I go back to, Probably, if the Challenger accident had not happened, I probably would have finished out in electrical engineering and been somewhere, like at a Texas Instruments or a McDonnell Douglas or somewhere, um, at a defense contractor, attached to some sort of aerospace project at this
2: point. Wow. So, mine was a little bit more depressing than yours. I don't think... That's depressing. I How? don't know. The way Jay said it, he went to pharmacy school, like it was, you know, and I uh, just went to pharmacy school. <laughs> yeah. That's it's pretty, you know, it's pretty important. Well, there,
1: there was some method behind that. I, I realized I, when I realized that engineering wasn't going to happen in any form.
0: But you still had to take organic chemistry.
1: Yeah, and it what, ate
0: me alive. What in engineering did you not like that you were like, oh, pharmacy will be
1: easier? Was it the math? It wasn't, somewhat, it wasn't that it was easier. I just kind of lost interest in the whole thing. And then I got into biology thinking that might be a pathway without the engineering part, which is, was a bad thought too. But I just, and then I thought, okay, well, I'm not going to be an engineer. I'm not going to be a park ranger. I don't want to teach biology. Uh, I don't really want to do research. I got to find something else. So I had the science interest yeah, and I had several friends in pharmacy school up there. And so it seemed like the perfect marriage of, of, of a good, a good solid job that would be, business related and still medical because i was interested in the medical part sure but part of it to be honest was i couldn't imagine being a doctor just because i need my sleep i, <laughs> I couldn't imagine those all night yeah. residencies yeah. and yeah. all that stuff you know maybe it's brutal this, so i just thought well you know here's a good job good way to use the medical interests and skills that i could gather gain learn um and you know but be inside and um
2: Instead of out in the
1: hot, dusty archaeology yeah. site, <laughs> it's, you get hot, to...
2: it's hot out here. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah so and, then, and it's, been, it's been very good to me, and I may have some other interests too, um, doing stuff like this. I do some food writing and, and I try to stick to that, but I, I, I thought of something else too, you know, maybe one day down the road, I keep watching you know the Gaither vocal Band I mentioned on a, a previous episode about being you know, one of my favorite uh, groups, and Bill Gaither, you know one day he's going to retire. And they're going to need somebody to take his place. There you go. You want to be the next Bill Gaither? I would lo- well, nobody will ever be the next Bill Gaither. But I would love to sing bass in a, a gospel quartet for a little mama while. Mama sang tenor? Um, no. Daddy
0: sang bass. Mama sang
1: Daddy sang bass. Mama well, I, know, I know the song. <laughs> would you like, which one do you want to play? Neither. So I'm still kind of thinking, you know, when I grow up, because I am living in my hometown and sometimes
2: I don't feel grown up. <laughs> I thought up. you were going to say I'm living at I home. I thought he was, too. <laughs>
0: I'm living in my parents'
2: basement. <laughs>
1: Excuse
2: me. <laughs> but you know, you mentioned uh, the video stuff you had access to. I uh, friends of mine and I have talked about uh, how had we had the the video technology that came about, you know, just shortly. You know, like I said, we're eight years apart or whatever. But uh, and granted, there was eight millimeter movies, and but the immediacy of being able to to put things into the into, into un- the computer and do a, a non editing system. Uh, you know, my my sons did that, and that just kind of did that as you know, like you said, school projects. Uh, I wonder if that would have changed because storytelling is at the heart of what I like to do too. Absolutely, you know, wh- whether it's a, a a comic strip or a or a comic book. And uh, we joked about the Jack Quasar movie. I've been trying for years to find this way to do this with some of the off the shelf three D animation and and take that and and make an episode out of that. Uh, my problem is I get fascinated by you know technology and start working with them for a while and never really complete anything I don't yeah. know if y'all are like that at all yeah. but- a little bit
0: yeah well, you know, it, it, it's amazing the tools that are available today. I mean, as we're sitting here recording to an SD card, you know, when we were in high school, you know, if you were going to record anything, because everybody wanted to be in a band. I was Oh, a yeah. Now, guitar now that goes
2: without saying. We all yeah. wanted to be, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. I was Bill a Gaither, Paul McCartney, <laughs> you know. Uh,
0: Robert Smith from The Cure. So, okay. um, back in those days, if you're going to record a demo, you had to have a multi-track Recorder, an analog recorder, and you could, you know, get a cassette recorder that's been modified mm-hmm. that's still like eight or nine hundred bucks. And you got these demos and all that. Now you've got this incredible recording machine on your oh, phone. Yeah. You know, so the the tools are so much more accessible now. And I think you know we're seeing uh, uh, just this boom of storytelling.
2: Yeah. But you know what? So well, just and just all types of creativity because there's there's just that ready access to that material. So what, what made you decide to pursue graphic design, art? Well, being colorblind, it was one of my few choices left. <laughs> hey, guys, he's serious. He yeah, is. Really he's am. the only colorblind graphic artist. I actually I went to Ole Miss with the Navy ROTC scholarship with the idea that I, would, I was going to be an English major and was probably going to go with the JAG system, do law and all this, and just realized I uh, took an art class uh, just as an elective that's not a personal class. That's yeah, a, I actually art. I, I thought it would ace it. I thought, you know, I'm going to know about myself. But <laughs> read the model. Uh, yeah. No, I was not the model. <laughs> That's a story for another day. But, uh but uh I just said this is what I want to be doing and of course you know I had to give up my scholarship because that was not one of the the majors that they were in understandably so so
0: the the, the J Rodsey scholarship didn't apply yeah, for the Art. Rotsy. yeah uh-huh. yeah oh no Na- navy arts navy artsy yeah. yeah
2: um it did not and you know um in, in hindsight you know sometimes wonder you you hear people say if you want to do this sometimes it's best not to go into this as a profession so that when you come home you want to yeah you'll you'll do this stuff but I think it's worked out pretty well. Like I said, I've had an opportunity to do some things uh, that I would not have had to do. And, you know, throughout my career, I've ended up doing video editing and, and, uh, and, and produced a couple of uh, TV shows with Mossy Oak and, and help, or helped edit and produce those things. Uh, so it's just, you know, like I said, the technology and the accessibility of the technology has allowed us to do things we would not ordinarily have gotten to do. And it all comes down to, for me, storytelling. So I feel pretty fulfilled in that.
1: So if you got, oh no, go ahead. Oh, I was to say is, it's it's interesting. He said um, that you're talking about storytelling through broadcast. So you're talking about storytelling, video through
0: production, not necessarily broadcast, but video production.
1: All those things, yeah. And and you're talking about through the art and, and as far as writing goes, I mean that's that's the thing yeah. for me too. Writing or speaking, but primarily writing. That whole storytelling. When I I, I do my best work when I can I I can sit down and tell the story rather than just regurgitate the facts Mm -hmm. of a a piece of, you know, where there's a description of an event or something, but when I can tell a story and uh, so I I think here we are all telling stories, uh, which may be why we're doing this. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So if you had
0: it to do over again, what would you do, Jay?
1: Oh, golly. Knowing what I know now about my interest in writing, I probably would have developed that more. I don't know that I would have changed. I really feel like pharmacy was, was kind of a God thing. It's what I was supposed to do.
2: Um, so I don't know that I would have changed, um, what I did. What about you, Arn? I probably would have made more of an effort at the time when I graduated. <laughs> just, just in general, made more of an <laughs> yes, effort. Actually, period. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's, there's a lot of truth in that. But, um, at the time you, um, how you got a like a syndicated comic strip was you submitted six weeks worth of you know uh, photocopies to a different syndicates and got picked up and I never did that and I wish I had gone ahead and produced that I had I had opportunities and time to do that and just thought oh well you know there's there's plenty of those it's hard to get in so I won't do it and I, I really wish I had given that a shot
0: yeah if I had it to do over again I would probably go into architecture because for me. Architecture is the perfect blend of science, design, and creativity. Uh, I love to build things. Um, I, I, I love to design, and I love the creative part of it. I also like the science behind it. And to me, architecture is that is that sweet spot of being able to take scientific principles and and conceptualize them and put them into a design sense and create something really really cool. So, uh, plus you get to play with AutoCAD. Would yeah. catch up, which is always kind of. I thought kinda, you were going to say Legos.
2: Well, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, you you could. So they're not very structurally sound, though.
2: You know that <laughs> you mentioned that. That's something I thought about at one point too. Is like being a toy designer, oh, like yeah. working for Hasbro or Mattel. Uh, it's, I hadn't even thought about that in a while, and you mentioned that, but, um, uh, you know, you that that would kind of d- take the both the engineering and the creative part into it too. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I think too that if you you could ask the question in a different way, if you know, if then, money were no object, I know that precedes a lot of questions. You know, what would you do with your time? <laughs> oh, Art and I have
0: never made any money before. Money's been no object <laughs> yeah. for us.
2: You're the dude yeah. who went to
0: pharmacy school, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, I used to be on the school board, and I was the only one going, dang, I should have gone to education for the money. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> so,
2: but, well, I, but I think I would,
1: if I could do anything, you know, and didn't have to worry about, you know, I'm taking a, a child to college tonight, t- tomorrow to move in. I mean, if I'd have kids in college and those kind of bills, what would I? If money didn't matter, what would I do? And I think the writing would be a major component. I think, yeah, like if you won the lottery today, right, yeah, right. Then I would, I would do writing for fun. Um, I would do, I would try to f- probably find a quartet. I would probably jump into something like that and maybe do some speaking. Well, and- we've got three people here right now. We just need a fourth. There you go.
2: Yeah. Well, they could probably drag somebody from the other side of the building. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jake oh. has a real nice falsetto there he goes. <laughs>
1: but but pharmacy's been good to me i mean pharmacy's been good to me it's just the industry itself has changed a lot, so it's kind of it's not the same as it was when I started. The drones are coming, the drones, oh gosh,
0: yeah, automation is coming oh, that's that's part of it, yeah, yeah
2: what would you do aren't i I think I would Probably have a situation like Robbie has right now, you know, edit sweets and uh, and and create stuff. I think that's exactly what I do. People would say, "Oh, you would you know you'd get bored." I said, "I don't think I would ever get bored." I mean, I would. That's what I would do is I would I would create, you know, either comic books or graphics or, or comic strips or try to do some video stuff and maybe do some uh, you know uh, some three D stuff because those all those things fascinate me. And if you could turn those into your own stories to me that would just be you know an ultimate thrill
0: so we need to talk so we all want to be robbie yeah i guess that's (laughs) what it it is so so we need to talk because it's all for sale art and so you know you would get your dream that i could i could retire your dream yeah i could could
2: get my dream so but i have to win the lottery first that's the only problem well it's passed oh yeah, we've got
0: the lottery has passed in the state of Mississippi. They're trying to launch it by the end oh, of the so year. Oh, so it's just a matter of time oh, wow. now. It's just okay. a matter of time. Okay. That's yeah.
2: right. I probably should go ahead and buy it just <laughs> with the idea that I know I'm going to win uh, it. Right? You,
0: I tell you what, interest rates have never been lower. That's so, true. Um, and my quartet can, can record here. There you go. That's right. I mean, what more could you want? I can write content for your for your videos. There you go. I mean, it, it's it's the perfect scenario. You know, it's you guys could be me. I could become you. And. Yeah, in the words of the cure, why can't I be you? Okay, so but, we have to change up our logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's
0: right. That's right. So, all right, well, that's kind of a, a a little bit shorter than usual, but a walk down memory lane of what we wanted to be, what we ended up, why we didn't, what we wish we would have ended up doing if we hadn't done what we did. Did that make sense? Yes. That <laughs> sure. was kind of a timey-wimey, wobbly ah, sort of still not, still yeah, not quite. Doctor yeah, Who yeah. And 45
2: minutes later, we're talking about <laughs>
0: So anyway, thanks guys for joining us. And uh, as always, please like and subscribe or like and subscribe and blast us in the comments or not, or give us a rating, but uh, we appreciate you guys listening until next time.